Welcome to the city's backyard with Matt Seiko. The city's backyard starts now. Today, we're in the backyard with actor, comedian, writer Roger Cabler. He is channeling the spirit of Robin Williams. He's coming to New York City this month, November 25th. It's a Saturday night, one night only, the Triad Theater. He's been on the podcast before. He's done shows in New England and Connecticut. I think that's the last time you were on, right, Roger? I don't know. I'm getting old. I don't remember anything. (laughs) Who are you? What am I doing here? Why are you in my bedroom? This is a podcast episode. That's that's where you are, Roger. Come back Uh, from uh, Orc. Matt. (laughs) Hey, where am I? I don't know what planet. It's a third world planet. That's where we are. Listen. Hello, my friend. Yeah. (laughs) I just got back from a 14 city tour in Canada. And I don't know where or when I am. So you may have to prompt me, my friend. Well, things are getting better in the in the comedy world. The last time you were on, it was a little depressing that the whole scene with the pandemic. And so comedy's coming oh. back and, and it, you know, we all have to laugh. But uh, you, I, you know, you are coming to the Triad Theater. But, but, you know, before we even get into that, I just want to mention the late Cindy Williams, who was on Laverne and Shirley. She uh, she's your late friend and she hugged you after seeing your performance and commented that it was a joyous event. And she felt uh, she felt like she was, you know, experiencing Robin Williams, you know, because you you are uh, basically paying tribute to him. Right. That's kind of how it went down. Um, I had never met her. We were at an event. And it was one of the first earliest times I had done a tribute. But in this case, the tribute means something a little more than being going, oh, we'll all miss him. It would be wonderful if he was here. No, baby. I was full on, <laughs> full steam. I don't want to say possessed, but he takes me into this place where I don't normally go. Not too many people do. And it's it's a full on, um, it's not an impression. It's something else. It's, it's um. It's not just a show, it's a seance. It's strange, <laughs> but it's a fun ride. It's, it's it's a tremendous high for me. And I think she felt, we have a very similar energy, me and Robin, I think. And she felt that energy. And she felt that specificity of how I move and talk and be, behave and, and think um, in preparing for that. Uh, she felt it. And I've heard a lot of that. And sometimes people cry, which is terrible for a comedy show. Um, but sometimes they cry because you evoke the spirit. And Cindy really hugged me and said, I feel Robin. And I said, well, thank you. That's my job. Where did she see you? Where were you uh, doing your thing? It was at a, a salon performance at Vicki Abelson's, who she has a lot of celebrities in there. And, Vic, uh, and Shirley was Shirley. I messed up. <laughs> Cindy. Cindy was promoting her book. She played and Shirley, she, right? No, she yeah, played Laverne. She played Shirley Feeney, and I absolutely adored her watching her. I mean, she's just the kind of woman I would have absolutely fallen over to be with. And I loved meeting her. And, and, and you know, she passed not that long ago. And she's one of the greats. And her depth and her, she was super cute, but she also had this tremendous depth and vulnerability. And to meet her and hold her for a second was was thrilling. 
it was absolutely thrilling because you get to meet and I get starstruck. I'm not, I'm just like, (laughs) no, I'm like, I, I don't have a, a social lubricant for myself when I meet famous people. But if I really admire or to go further, I have a crush. Oh my God, you're here. Where have you been? Let's go out. Let's party. And, you know, and then all of a sudden the, you know, the brakes are on and the walls are up and then I'm sorry, I don't know you. (laughs) <laughs> but you said I remained with Robin. It, I didn't go out with Robin either. <laughs> so, oh, damn, there was my chance. But, you know, I was a gentleman and it didn't go that far. I just kept it on the inside. <laughs> well, your backstory is pretty cool. You you practically worshipped Robin Williams as a teenager, a, as a comic impressionist. Yeah, Robin yeah. was always part of your act. And uh, you, Roger... Became mm-hmm. nearly famous, having been a regular on the uh, new Carol Burnett show in I, 1991. Yeah. And then you starred in your own sitcom on NBC, Rhythm yeah. and Blues, which failed yeah. after six episodes. But I mean, that's pretty cool. Six episodes. You know, you had to run at it. And uh, you appeared on The Tonight Show. Jay mm-hmm. Leno was subbing for Johnny. And you discussed that short-lived NBC show. So you you are indeed an actor. Acting is tough. I, you know, I do it. I do it as well. And you have to do multiple things. But a lot of comedians are actors and vice versa, like Robin Williams. And one of my favorite movies was RV or is RV, you know, Uh, right. What a great movie with Robin Williams. And of course, Mork, Mork and Mindy. And uh, and it was cool. You met, you know, uh, Cindy from Laverne and Shirley, a show that I watched. So you're in that world of the arts, entertainment and comedy. And you're coming to the Triad Theater in New York City. So this is pretty cool. It's off Broadway, basically, right? Well, that's the idea. I mean, after doing the show for 10 years, and I can tell you the backstory. And there's a movie that I'd like to mention that I made called Being Robin. It took me five years to make, but it was the culmination of doing this show for five years. And just to backtrack, Matt, in in case, you know, obviously you've done your homework and I... I appreciate this. Like, this is your life. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know I did all that. Um, but you didn't mention the drugs and the rehab and the psych wards and the problems. Yeah, um, I figured which, I figured uh, we could get uh, into that later, we, but then it would be like a therapy session. <laughs> it's not going to be a therapy session. It's the backstory that you brought up. It's all this fame and then the crash, which happens to so many people. And I did something that enough people don't do, which is just here's my public service announcements. <laughs> just say no to show business. If you're having a drug problem, <laughs> stick with the drugs, get out of the show business. No, if you're having a problem emotionally, mentally, chemically, it's okay to take some time to just heal. Um, Robert Downey Jr. is the best example of this, who made a tremendous comeback. And then you look at people who couldn't, get out of it and th- i was somebody who got out of it because i was told you're gonna have to get out of show business or it's gonna kill you you know after everything fell apart and you said it well it failed the sitcom failed cal burnett got canceled the zima contract gone and i fell into a tailspin a hollywood nosedive into drugs alcohol mental illness and then i retreated to new england and i became a painter and I love painting. I do portraits, mostly dog. I'm really into dogs. And I do dog portraits. And it's a pretty good living. Dog portraits for people, commissions, portraits, landscapes. And, and I was very happy living by a lake painting when Robin Williams died in 2014. And all of a sudden, everything changed. 
that's what the movie's about. It's how my journey with Robin's uh, spirit. How see, Robin had seen me um, years ago on an a- a- ABC reality show called The Next Best Thing, and it got back to me. He saw my impression of him, and he got back to me that he really liked it. Really? I'm like, oh my god, Robin saw me. Oh my yeah. god, he liked it. Oh, but then my bipolarness told me, well, that's why he's haunting me because he likes me and he wants me to carry on his work. But at first, I was very resistant. I said after he died, I I felt haunted by him. He was I was dreaming about him. I was starting to act like him a little bit, grabbing my girlfriend like, oh baby, come on now, <laughs> hey, don't be afraid. It's just little old me, you know. Come on, Betty Lou. What and all that stuff he used to do and she's like what the hell are you doing it's not me i'm having a little problem with robin williams right now don't be afraid it's okay two things two things one i i i love the fact that he saw your act before he passed away yeah and two i can relate to you getting that feedback because just recently i had on uh, joe walsh's drummer joe vitale yeah. And Joe's been on a bunch of times and they just did a, a vet's aid concert for the veterans because Joe Walsh's uh, father died. He never came back from World War Two. So he does these vet's aid shows for, right. you know, for the veterans. But my point is, is um, I, I put the podcast on Joe Walsh's page, which obviously we talk about, you know, the drummer's relationship, Joe Vitale. Uh, Don Henley calls him Joe Bob, but uh, Joe uh-huh. Walsh gave me, you know, the love back with his private um, social, you know, uh, thumbs up, you know. So I knew that he had uh-huh. heard the podcast and seen the post because I was posting in his comments. So it just feels great when you feel like you've reached somebody that yeah. you know you're a fan of, and you're a fan of of Robin Williams, obviously. So. You know what? We need to take a break, Roger. We're going to come back and let's talk about, you know, what you do during the show and more uh, on on your backstory, more with comedian Roger Kabler. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. (laughs) Right after. (laughs) Skip the trip to the city and see Broadway actors right here in Fairfield County for a fraction of the price. Located at 509 Westport Avenue in Norwalk, Music Theater of Connecticut is your ticket to local professional theater. Get your tickets now and experience one-of-a-kind productions in our intimate, state-of-the-art black box theater. For showtimes and reservations, visit our website at musictheaterofct.com or call us at 203-454-3883. Music Theater of Connecticut, where theater isn't just observed, it's experienced. Hi, I'm Rick Tavella, owner of Rick's Main Roofing, a family-owned and operated business since 1948, specializing in all types of residential and commercial roofing. We are a GAF Residential Master Elite and GAF Commercial Master Select certified contractors offering the finest warranties in the industry. This certification is only given to the best of the best. Rick's Main Roofing services all of Fairfield and Westchester County and offers a 24-hour emergency service. Look us up, ricksmainroofing.com. Get back on the road with peace of mind with auto repair services you can trust. Accurate Auto Repair at 203-854-0338 or check them out at accurateautonorwalk.com. Hey, how about a great sandwich for lunch or delicious breakfast and cappuccino? This is Sergio. Come and see me at Francesca's Cafe and Grill right here on the Post Road in Norwalk. 249 Westport Avenue. Your friend Sergio here does it all. From Italy to Norwalk to coffee and cannolis. 
Francesca is truly a piece of Italy right here in Hard Norwalk. Check out our great menu at francescasdeli.com. The City's Backyard Podcast is about the arts, entertainment, music, and your community. It's The City's Backyard, airing on all platforms. We're in the backyard with Roger Cabler. He's coming to the Big Apple this month, right? Uh, Thanksgiving weekend, right? It's the Saturday after Thanksgiving. So people are just sitting around burping and farting <laughs> for something to do. And there's cheap seats. They're $30. You could see the shark is broken. And then you could see the the Jew is broken. That's my show. <laughs> no, no, no. Was Robin Williams was I, Robin Williams Jewish? No, but in his spirit, though, he always admitted to being Jewish by commission because of his agent. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but he was very Jewish in a lot of ways in his self-depreciation. He played Jews really, really well. Um, if you look at Jacob the Liar, and he, he had that idea of the schmaltzy, menschy kind of a person. And he was, you know, he was like that. So I identify with him. But, you know, getting back to what happened real quick, I'll wrap this up. Robin came to me in some way and cajoled me into coming out of retirement out of my retirement, I swore I'd never step on any kind of show business forum again. Hey, oh, come on, let's go. I want to go back to work. I'm not done. And I realized if I did this, it would be a comeback for me too. And who am I to say no to Robin Williams if this was true? And he was really coming to me and saying, we have work to do. Let's write. Let's perform. Let's go on stage. Um, and I, I couldn't accept the fact that he was gone. So I said, yeah, okay. I, after saying no a million, and people were saying, well, you're going to do a tribute because they knew I did Robin. And I said, no. But then the day came when I, I said yes, and I called the booker and we made, we started doing shows. And then five years later, I said, I got to make a movie. I got to document how this, and the haunting got real dark, Matt, too. There were times when I experienced some really dark things around him. But when you did when you did comedy originally before, you know, when Robin saw you you do an impression of him, it was just one of the characters that you did in your comedy shows. Now you're actually since he's passed, you've done this whole like show on on being Robin, basically. Well, it's half the show. Robin's the first half. In case you're listening, please come to the show. There is nothing like this show. It's totally uh, original in terms of how it is. It's it's. The first act is all Robin and Mrs. Doubtfire plays quite a role in it to try to keep him flying straight. Um, and then there's a, really a humanitarian piece in the end. And then the second act is, is me doing a lot of other impressions in a piece called over actors anonymous. Yeah. And it's really great fun. And there's a lot of audience participation. They call out names and I, I do them and so forth. And um, that's, that's getting the show really well-rounded where I get to play and the first act is all Robin and his characters. The second act is all me and my characters. And it's exhausting. I will tell you at the end of the thing, I am 90 years old. I'm like, get away, get me to a tub. And uh, they just put me back in my cage till the next show. It's a blast. The show is electric because I'm just throwing everything I have, like a, like a man dying, everything I have into the show. It's like watching the Rolling Stones watching these wrinkly old guys <laughs> do you yeah, get I mean, a lot you know, of robin <laughs> yeah oh, but it's 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 the last gasp of a lot of artists who are like scorsese making killers of the flower moon this is my freaking statement 
I am putting myself out there, even if it kills me. And it kills me. Believe me, I die a little every night. So you come and see this show, Matt. And I hope you come too, wherever you are, because I won't be doing it forever. And on the other hand, if we do well in New York and we pull an audience, I may run, which I'm looking to do. Yeah, I'm on the triad nyc.com website and there you are november 25th robin you 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 know you do look a lot like him and it's robin the ultimate robin williams tribute experience live in new york city saturday night the 25th perfect thing for you know thanksgiving weekend i do have to admit roger i've got plans i'm going to see guitarist gary hoey at carmine's in elmsford he's he's the same night so i've committed to that because he was just on the show and i've never seen him live and he's been on my podcast like three times but for the for the people that you know are are close by in fairfield county westchester county long island new jersey wherever they're listening right now head on down and see you because you are very funny and uh yeah, but 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 just uh, quickly, we don't need to dwell on it. But, you know, a lot of comedians do seem to have depression or mental illness. Right. And so is that, you know, what do you think it is? Or do you think that's a stereotype? No, I think we're everybody's different. We're all people. There's a lot of addicts and alcoholics and mental illness is is part of it for me. I can't speak for other people. I know Robin was manic, too, but he was also very depressed. And for him, me, Making people laugh is a drug. It, it pulled him out of his depression. So he did a lot of that. And, and it was a gift that he would give people on film sets. For me, the bipolarness, the manicness of, of my spirit is, is the rocket fuel that runs the show. If the audience starts laughing, I'm gone. But the truth of it is, when I'm doing Robin, I'm, not, I'm, not really, I'm really gone. Um, I, Robin, before the show, always says, okay, you stay here. I'm going to go do the show. Okay. Love you. Bye. And I have to sit there <laughs> and not be on stage trying to control him because he will not be controlled, my friend. Oh, no. He's not a nano. <laughs> nano, freaking nano, baby. You know what I'm saying? It just lapses in and out of characters and all kinds of stuff. And sometimes it gets a little inappropriate. And that's what Robin would do on The Tonight Show. And they would try to bleep him and edit him, and he couldn't be edited. Uh-huh. He. That's the thing about Robin. He was out there playing, and that's all I want to do when I get out in front of an audience. And give, and if they give me the permission to play, I, I don't know what's going to happen. Honestly, Matt, that's what happens nightly. It, it, it's a, I call it that's a sense awesome. because you're evoking a spirit. Well, you know, you are an artist because you said you were doing some painting and uh, paintings. Yeah. And I wanted to add to that that you said that the dogs are very popular in the landscapes. I mean, I, it's like on social media, on on you know Facebook or Instagram, when people post pictures of puppies or dogs or their animals, they it always gets the most likes. And same thing oh, with sure. sunsets and landscape. I mean, yeah. landscapes. So it's cool. And and I've had on other musicians that do art on. The side, you know, um, Jim Messina from Loggins and Messina. He he he's an artist and does paintings and stuff like that. Oh, he's Anthony Hopkins, John Lennon. Composer. Oh my God, yeah. There's there's a nice well-roundedness, so you're not putting all your eggs in one basket. Do you have something that you do besides broadcasting? I'm sure there's must be. Oh yeah, well I'm 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 a voice actor. Uh, I'm a voice coach. You know, voiceover coach, on camera actor and DJ, mobile DJ. Oh, cool. uh, podcaster. Uh, so, yeah, you know, you have to do multiple things and it's not easy. Uh, the arts, especially. But oh, I have to tell you, I'm a lot happier with the freedom and the variety 
as opposed to like working in the TV building where I was for seven years, where, uh, you know, the A&E networks are in, in Connecticut and right. you know, the daily grind of, of those, those jobs. I loved being on the rock stations, you know, the, yeah. the doing radio, but radio's changed. And so yeah. I've embraced the new technology and uh, the podcast is just great because I get to connect with, with all these people like Hi, you. everybody. <laughs> so oh, people uh, are here the people <laughs> hey you got a great resonance in your voice i wish i had what you have it's 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 i don't know what it, it was because i just did 14 shows and i'm a little rough i have like one shredded vocal cord that's trying to yeah um, you know also naturally a tenor so i'm way up in here <laughs> um with your resonance man oh my god i bet you do all kinds of gymnastics well, yeah, I know that you probably with the with the, you know, the character in your voice, you probably can do a lot of characters other than than Robin Williams. So let's oh. let's talk a little bit about that. After the show, everybody, every character I do sounds like Red Fox. How'd you like when calls your lip? I mean, I'm so shredded. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, Red Fox is an old reference. <laughs> he's Sorry, a, he's old. Back time. Yeah. So oh. we'll, we'll come back and, and we'll talk more with comedian Roger Cabler right after Thank this. You, friends. <laughs> Live theater is back and in your own backyard at Curtain Call. There's always something on at Curtain Call at the Sterling Farms Theater Complex, Newfield Avenue in Stamford. For half the price of a Broadway ticket, a family of four can see a show at Curtain Call. Call 203-461-6358 or go online to CurtainCallInc.com. That's CurtainCallInc.com. Visit Rory's Restaurant, 416 Post Road in Darien. Rory's is where it's always delicious. Try their great selection of mouth-watering appetizers, hot and cold sandwiches, scrumptious entrees, and outrageous soups. Check out their menu at rorys.net or call 203-655-9453 for takeout or curbside pickup. Open seven days. Does your business need an edge over the competition? Bruce Park Sports and Embroidery is the answer. With custom clothing designed with your company logo, they'll help you from start to finish with embroidered or screen printed hats, shirts, jackets, and more. All worked on on site and made in the USA. Call Bruce Park Sports and Embroidery at 203 853 4488 or check them out on Yelp. From hot to cold, breakfast to lunch, JV's Deli has something for everyone. JV specializes in thin crust pizza, deli sandwiches, pasta, and more. JV's Deli and Pizza, serving Norwalk for over 10 years, 15 Tierney Street, up the road from City Hall. Check out their great menu at jvsdeliandpizza.com. This is Vince Santilli of Home Center Parade, where we are renovating, expanding, and adding an elevator for our veterans experiencing homelessness. You can be part of this project by naming a brick, bench, room, or area in our facility. Go to homestothebrave.org. That's homestothebrave.org. From the Empire State Building's backyard, you're listening to The City's Backyard with Matt Zako. We're in the backyard. You're in Massachusetts right now, right, Roger? I am. So so listen, um, I wanted to talk just for a minute about my film because this is really the pinnacle of this whole thing is this film being Robin. How can people see it? Well, it, it's, it is available. Um, I, it's not available online right now because it's in film festivals. We're doing one this Thursday. Oh, cool. But I just want you to keep an eye out for it. Talk about it. If you have listeners that want it, 
I'll give you my email. They can email me. I will send them the, the link or the disc. I sold a couple hundred of these things in, in uh, the DVDs autographed in Canada, but I've taken it off sale. But the fact of it is it's winning awards. It's creeping slowly into the consciousness because it's so unusual. I've documented my experience of being, I don't want to say possessed, but taken by Robin and how we got to this place where I'm touring with the show and what I've been through emotionally, harboring the spirit of this marvelous genius and the toll it's taken on me and the, and, and the joy of it. And this film is, is a, is a journey through what I went through in Hollywood and mental illness and drug addiction to peace and quiet in the New England woods with a beautiful woman and an art career to my whole world being shaken by, yes, let's go back to work now. Come on, <laughs> man. Come on, middle-aged Jewish man. You can do it. You put them, you put the manatee in humanity, you fat. You know, so I had to lose weight. I had to, I had to get funny again. I had to be willing to risk my life for this God, this wonderful spirit who brought me back to, to my career. And yeah. and meet to his so he could finish whatever and give people a happier ending than he had. Do you understand that? <laughs> well, is the movie does the movie have a happy ending? <laughs> oh movie? yes. This little Asian woman comes in with a towel. You better believe it. <laughs> I'm sorry. And it's not just an Asian thing. I know that, but that's see, that's what Robin would say, and everybody'd cancel him. And so listen. Uh -huh. Um, the movie has to go through some darkness to get to the light. And uh -huh. the light is is bright, but it's like any life and any experience. There's light and there's dark, and they're fighting. The dark is defeating the light until the light overpowers the dark, and you will see moments of great joy and lightness. And in the end, you will have this feeling. Um, and people cry because not because of the sadness, but because of the depth and the feeling of it. And that's what I always wanted to get back to those kind of movies in the seventies where you really felt stuff. And because so many people had an experience with Robin and loved him and were in love with him, I had to do something that would evoke the spirit and give people back Robin. And you've and the, been getting a great response. Yeah. But to the show and the movie it's winning awards. The show is winning awards. The movie's winning awards. Really? I'm not famous though. Believe me, I'm still in a schmucky lifetime eating my roasted chicken on my desk. And I <laughs> well, always will be. I wander the woods. I dig old bottles and old bottle dumps in the 1800s these, and live a quiet life. These are weird times still. Um, yeah. You know, it's great that comedy is definitely making a comeback. And But before we wrap it up, I just wanted to ask you about that series on NBC, the six episodes that you did. I think it's pretty cool. Uh, what was the part that you played? What was your character? Were you, you know, it was it uh, your series, like your were you the main character or what? Yeah. Yeah. It was called Rhythm and Blues. I played uh, a white DJ high, accidentally hired by a black radio station. No way. I, I send him a tape and I'm like, what's up, Detroit? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what's up? You can't imitate black people anymore, but that's okay. You know what I'm saying? And they were like, oh, my God, this guy's so funny. And then I come in and I'm as white as snow. And they're all it's a it's a show that started out with reverse prejudice. Like they were prejudiced against me. But then the riots broke out in L.A., the Rodney King riots, uh -huh. and to lean away from the prejudice and away from the race, and it became something else. And the thing that it became was it watered down my character, and it didn't make it. And it isn't because of the 
anything but the need to be sensitive to the current race environment and and did you go to school for acting and theater and did you take a bunch of acting classes to oh, get to honey, that level? I studied with Sanford Meisner. You know who Sanford Meisner is? No. Oh my god, are you kidding? <laughs> He's okay. Stella Adler, Lee Strasberg and Sanford Meisner. Okay, you get the picture? I'm getting okay. the picture. One of the greatest acting teachers of all time. And I studied with him and there's kids that go, I studied Meisner. No, I didn't study Meisner. I studied with Meisner. Okay. Oh, okay. Now it's making sense. Towards the end of his life, I got to be, well, I got thrown out of school for doing impressions in ballet. I was doing Pacino in the middle of ballet. I did the most delightful plies you ever saw. (laughs) And I got thrown out. They didn't want me back, but I did get to spend a year with Meisner and, uh, and learn how to pretend how to play, how to play with others. It was a great technique. Well, getting back to Robin Williams before we we wind it down here, you know, I mean, Mark and Mindy was was pretty much launched his career, but he had been doing comedy way before that, right? Robin had started out in a very, um, very quiet childhood. He played with him, his little soldiers. He was very isolated, but he came up with all these characters. And then he broke out in college, in an improv class where there were girls there, you know, it was an all boys school. And then he went and there were girls there and he suddenly was trying to show off for the girls, you know, and all of a sudden he found he was funny, he became a stand up comedian, but he also studied at Juilliard under yeah. John Houseman. And then <laughs> life story short, he burst onto the comedy scene. He was discovered by George Schlatter was put on laughing the remake. And then he auditioned for Happy Days and got the part of the alien Mork. And he was so brilliant in that one episode, they made a spinoff of, of Happy Days, which became Mork and Mindy. And oh, that's there, right. I forgot that. I forgot ta-da! that. He just is. He did Popeye. He did his stuff that didn't really work. But then he started doing movies like Moscow and the Hudson and A World According to Garp. And he could always act. Mm. And great directors like Richard Weir. Or Peter Weir taught him how to be still and just listen. He was so fascinating to just look at him in uh, Goodwill Hunting. He's just present. Not your fault. Yeah. Just so funny as a comedian, which is what you're doing on stage at the Triad, New York City. Uh, do you know how many seats? It's a, it's a smaller theater, right? It's small. It's 120, uh, around 115. And nice. here's the deal, guys, if you're listening. I want to tell you this, Matt. If we fill that theater up, even three quarters, I have a shot at a run in New York. So if you if you think about a guy who's been stu- struggling since he was 20 and now is 60 and has a shot at playing off Broadway in an extended run, if yeah. just to support me and to come out and see what we do and how Robin Williams is in, in a strange way brought back to you, I would love it. And I do all these other impressions too in the second act. I would love it to, to to come and fill those seats and and maybe I'll have a life in New York. I, I <laughs> studied in New York for 10 years. I did sh- I did shows, I did plays and movies and uh and eventually stand up comedy and I was in New York for 10 years so to come back and do this show in New York is wonderful. Welcome back, Roger. Thank so you. Oh, thank you, Matt. This was it's, great. <laughs> it's triadnyc.com. Robin the ultimate Robin Williams tribute experience live in New York City Saturday uh, coming up in just a little bit the 25th yeah. right after Thanksgiving you can get the tickets on Eventbrite as well oh, okay look, look for me on Eventbrite that's a good source 
and people can follow you. Do you, are you big into social media or not really? Do you have a website? Oh, I have a website. It's called beingrobinthemovie.com. And I should actually put the Eventbrite link on there. I also have Facebook and it's all over Facebook, all this advertisement, Roger Kabler, K-A-B-L-E-R. That's where I do hang out mostly. And there's reviews of the show on there and the movies, you know, clips from the movie. And, you know, it's been an interesting and eventually I won't be doing this anymore. I'm going to have to find something else to do besides Robin Williams, because I have other things I want to do. I have, I'm an actor. I don't, uh, you know, you can't hang around something too long. Besides, yeah. if it's really a spirit that's manifesting me, it's not healthy. Yeah, yeah. You know, eventually- no, for sure. This is this yeah. is a great opportunity to check out the show. So, uh, again, I'll put those links to the Triad Theater in, in the show notes here and the link to your, your Facebook. And people can uh, check out the movie when it comes out. Roger Kabler, who, who is Mork from Ork. He is Robin uh, Williams. Uh, uh, uh. He's paying oh, tribute. Really? He's paying you. tribute. And and I, I wish you the best of luck. I hope the theater is packed for you. So yeah, thanks thank for dropping you. by the city's backyard today, Roger. You're a blast. I appreciate you, man. I hope to see you. Okay. Hey, it's always great dropping by the city's backyard with Matt Zako, baby. Yes, thank you. Oh, yes. I don't know what to say. Oh, come here. <laughs> come here, big guy. Come on. Oh, yeah. Nope. Come on, touch me like you know me. Oh, it's too much, dear. I'm sorry, dear. I didn't mean to goose your mat. All right, let's man up now. That's enough of that crap. That puts a wrap on the city's backyard. We'll be back next week with more interesting topics, great guests, and fun conversation about what's happening in and around your community. That's it for now. We'll see you soon. <laughs>